Thank you for joining us for Community Night, the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Sam and David. speaks to so much of the kind of love that the church is supposed to have for one another. This wasn't based on the fact that they all had the same job or the same giftings or even spoke the same language. This was just that they had all come to worship Jesus and through that they were family. Understanding that Jesus is returning, he's made us part of his family, we're all part of his bride now, means we're all family now. When you're a part of a family, You do things for them because you love them. You may not always get along, but you truly, deep down, love those people. Well, it should be the same when it comes to the church family. Today, Sam and David explain further what this looks like for a community of believers. Now let's join Sam and David for Community Night on Main Thing Radio as they begin their message, Faithful Servants. just going to go straight into the scripture and just see where the Lord takes us from there. Amen. So we're going to start off in a, a little excerpt from Matthew where it goes by, you must be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at a proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is delayed and begins to be his fellow servants that eat and drinks and with drunkards, the master of the servant will come on the day when he does not expect him at an hour that he does not know, and he will cut him into pieces and put him with the hypocrites in a place where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I remember for me personally, one of the first books I read in the Bible was Matthew because it just made sense. That's where you start in the, the very first book of the New Testament. I was like, okay, sure. And um, I remember when I read this part, I remember I was like filled with reverence towards God, not because I had this fear of going to hell, but because I had this this part of me where I just want to get to know Jesus and I want to serve him to a level where I didn't want to feel unworthy to him. I wanted him to love me as, as I walked through my process with him, as I walked through my life, I wanted him to know who I was and I knew he was always watching so I wanted to make sure that he always saw me doing a faithful work. And Paul talks to the churches all around in, in all his letters commending them for this same mindset. Paul's talking to them because he's commending, specifically going to be in First Thessalonians, but he's commending the church because even in the midst of everything going on, they eagerly waited. They had this expectation of the return of Jesus. That way of referring to it is actually how, it, as we were preparing for this, it kind of struck me how much that's how a lot of times Paul would refer to the different churches. He would talk about the church being we who eagerly await 
the coming of the Lord. He's like, you guys who know Jesus and everyone who eagerly awaits the coming of the Lord. That, that is synonymous with being part of God's family, that we are the ones who are looking forward to when we see him again, which makes sense. If I'm family with somebody and they're away, I'm looking forward to the day they get back. And so we're going to be specifically in chapter one of First Thessalonians and exploring a little bit of what that what that means, because um, there is there's a tension in this too. That this doesn't mean that we just sit on our butts. You know, it doesn't mean that we're just waiting for God to pick us up. We have responsibilities. We have, you know, families. We have jobs. We have things that we have to take care of. And so there's a tension in this, eagerly awaiting what that even means. Um, but as a little precursor, as a spoiler or whatever, the the point with all of this is that when we see things through Jesus return, when we look at life through the lens of awaiting Jesus' return, it transforms everything. It transforms the way we deal with our family and our work and, and everything else. And so chapter 1, verse 1 of First Thessalonians, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear the Paul's love for them in this? He's just like overflowing with affection for this church. And for some context, in Acts chapter 17, it gives the details of Silas and Paul's um, visit to the town of Thessaloniki, Thessalonica, however you say it, um, which is where these Thessalonians were from. And it was really dramatic. This is one of the most dramatic, like cinematic stories we have of, of Paul going and sharing the gospel. Because when they got there, he, it says Paul went and he taught the way that he always did. He went in and taught with people and reasoned with them about Jesus being the Messiah. And he actually primarily went to the Jews in the synagogue to reason with them, but most of them in that town rejected him. And then most of the non-Jews embraced the gospel. But then the ones who didn't receive it came and accused the the missionaries of presenting a king besides Caesar, which is such an such a scary thing that these who claimed God as their primary king were saying, no, Caesar's our king. You're proclaiming some other king. Um, but they came and they attacked Paul and Silas and attacked the, the church that they'd just begun this, you know, we, we say church and we think a lot of times of a building like this, but it was just some, it was, it says there was a large number of people who previously had been worshiping the false pagan gods, you know, the Roman pantheon of gods who received the gospel and immediately received Paul and Silas and and their little posse and literally took them into their house. There's one guy in particular named Jason who says took them into their house and kind of like took the fall for them when the when the the government officials there when the, the the people came and attacked these new believers who had just received Jesus loved these new missionaries that they just met. They'd never met these guys before so much that they stood up for them. And then hid them in their house, risking, I mean, think about, you know, bringing these people who you've only just met into your house with your family and your kids and stuff. And then in the face of this persecution, and it got so bad that they had to sneak them out of the, out of the city overnight 
by sticking them in a big basket and dropping them over the city walls in a, by rope. It's a crazy picture. But this, I think, you know, this, this speaks to us so much of the kind of love that the church is supposed to have for one another. This wasn't based on the fact that they all had the same job or the same giftings or even spoke the same language. This was just that they had all come to worship Jesus and through that, they were family. Understanding that Jesus is returning, he's made us part of his family. We're all part of his bride now, it means we're all family now. And we're, we're called to love everyone in that way, but in particular, there's supposed to be a unique love for the family. You know, we know the fruit of the Spirit is love. I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to love people in, you know, who non-Christians make fun of us a lot of times for the fact that we're supposed to be pacifist. We're supposed to be very loving, you know, just in their expectations that they think we're always going to be soft and cuddly and loving. And love is supposed to define us, but particularly love for one another. Um, John 13, 34, 35. It says, um, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another by this, all people will know you, that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And in Galatians 6.10, it also brings up, so then, as we have an opportunity, opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are household of faith. And an uh, important thing that we highlighted is the part where it says, especially, like there's this, there should be a distinction that the, the love that we have for each other should be different from the love that we have towards the world. I mean, I come from a place where a lot of times it's not so easy to love Christians, you know, because the second a Christian brother or sister confronts us with something, we're like, oh, you're just judging me. You know, that's, that's our natural instinct. And when we're hanging out with our friends who aren't believers, they don't have as many restrictions. They don't have as many narrow-minded worldview. And then we're like, yeah, this seems more comfortable. But in our reality, we need each other in order to be refined. Like we need each other to, to, to know that this is not something that is easy to navigate through. This is not something that's easy that for us to figure out. And we're not expected to figure it out alone. And this is something that Paul always emphasized to all the churches he spoke to. tuning in to Community Nights, a ministry of Main Thing Radio and Calvary Miami Beach. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth invite you to join them each Friday as they share from the scriptures those things that are important to the church, the church family, and the community outside your four walls. We're so glad you joined us. If you'd like to explore more of these messages or listen to Pastor Robert's verse-by-verse teachings through the Bible, Visit MainThingRadio.com now. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You'll find a link on our website. We'd love to hear from you too. Let us know how Main Thing Radio has impacted you or someone you know. And tell us what the Lord's been doing in your life. You can connect through the contact form at MainThingRadio.com, through Facebook or Twitter, or just give us a call at 305-531-2730. Be sure to share any prayer requests too. 
we want to know how we can pray for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. We're coming to the end of our time with you today. Join Pastor Robert and Elizabeth next time for another Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. 